0: Go. all right welcome to the latest test talks radio episode uh we have myself william mckenzie and actually aj of Tezos commons hosting yeah. today yes um, sir
1: it's actually my first uh podcast recording with you will so
0: should be yes, fine yes sir also joining us is uh marissa true of tz apac um dorian of silo wallets and philip of i'm token How's everyone doing?
2: Hey. Good, good. Yeah, pretty decent.
3: Great to be here.
0: Awesome. Yeah, so I guess we can just, you know, go ahead and kick things off here, Marissa. Uh, could you kind of introduce us to TZAPAC and some of the work uh, that's going on there?
2: Uh, yeah, sure. So um, essentially, I'm a marketing manager at TZAPAC, um, and to give you like a general introduction to what our company does, it's a leading Asia-based public blockchain consultancy uh, for to support the Tezos ecosystem. Um, it designs like value-added blockchain transformation strategies for enterprises and creators with like a very bottom-up approach. So we work closely with blockchain experts and other stakeholders within the Tezos ecosystem. Um, and TZ is supported by the Tezos Foundation, and we're actually headquartered in Singapore.
0: Awesome. So I guess one question I had for you um, in the Asian Pacific region, w- can you kind of tell us what is the general sense and feel for crypto there at the moment?
2: Yeah, um, so... TZ APAC launched about a year ago, basically because the APAC opportunity was massive. Um, it's particularly bullish about blockchain and crypto adoption. Uh, so to kind of offer it a little bit of context, um, according to some reports in 2018, uh, spending on blockchain and APAC was around 285 million dollars. But then estimates suggested that in 2019, investment saw an 83, 84% increase, taking it to about 524 million. And then some predictions place uh, value and in investment to $2.5 billion by 2022, with the vast majority of investment expected to take place in China. Um, and there's kind of there's a lot of key factors that sort of make this region unique and kind of, and perfect Mm -hmm. for cryptocurrency adoption. Um, So first and foremost, there's a very favorable regulatory environment here. Uh, For example, we're based in Singapore and it's considered one of the most crypto friendly countries in the world um, because there's a lot of innovation in the FinTech space and cryptocurrencies and blockchain technology is just naturally a part of that. Um, When it comes to the population, there's a huge rising middle class you know who have increased spending power and a massive appetite to invest and then i think what i think is personally one of the key and most important factors is that this entire region is mobile first so digital products and payments are very native in this region and at the same time it's fragmented and there's a largely unbanked population so while that presents its challenges is also enormous opportunity and potential for people to actually leapfrog you know traditional finance structures into more tech-driven ones and that's something that blockchain products are really well equipped to serve um and if you know i feel like if the audience is still skeptical to give you a sense of the scale of the apac population the total number of internet users as of 2020 uh is estimated around 400 million and so the digital economy is expected to be valued at about 300 billion by 2025. so there's just a lot of energy and focus in the tech and the finance space
1: that's incredible um, shifting on the focus on on, on the Tezos ecosystem itself um i know you just started working with tzapac but how did you jump into tesla's and, and and what made you want to jump into the tesla's ecosystem personally yeah personally
2: so um, my blockchain journey as it were uh, yeah. started late last year where I took a personal interest uh, personal interest just in the general finance space and then basically looking at the impact of the pandemic on the economy like the global economy and then what alternatives there were and what people were starting to pay a bit more attention to and naturally that led me down the uh, blockchain and crypto rabbit hole Mm-hmm. Um, and then I happened to have heard of TZAPAC because it was one of the main uh, one of the main blockchain companies oh, yeah, blockchain companies and consultancies that were operating out of Singapore with mm-hmm. a very strong reputation, and this was also coming at the same time as their uh, as the criticisms around the eco-friendliness and the green factor around Bitcoin mm-hmm. and Ethereum. And so I started to look into that. And then obviously Tezos being one of the lowest energy consuming blockchains, it, it mm-hmm. really caught my eye. Um, yeah, I would say that was pretty much my journey into it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's awesome. And so essentially, TZAPAC formed, um, you guys are specifically focused on the Asian Pacific region area. And so what, what are some initiatives that some, some things that you guys are doing to build the Tezos ecosystem in that area?
2: So uh, TZAPAC basically focuses on helping improve the developer experience and then advising um, them with technical integration and support. Uh, we also do a lot of work to introduce partners who are building uh, projects on the blockchain to other by introducing them to other relevant projects uh, and introducing them to potential investors and just basically making sure that they have the support system to succeed. Um, And at the same time, our starting focus is to basically set up the infrastructure rails to boost the accessibility of Tez as a cryptocurrency within the regional ecosystem. So one of the primary ways uh, we plan to do this is through smart wallet integration. Um, And the reason we focused on smart wallets is because they have the added advantage of being like a great retail adoption strategy. Uh, It acts as a gateway for people to buy, trade, and hold cryptocurrencies. for example, you know, China, as I said before, it's a very significant market for us, and I'm token has helped act as a key gateway for us to onboard more Chinese users into mm-hmm. the Tezos ecosystem. And then Silo, on the other hand, you know, is doing a great job of pushing enterprise adoption, um, encouraging the use of cryptocurrencies and daily transactions. Um, we thought that was particularly evident with the Coca-Cola partnership they did, where customers could buy Coca-Cola from vending machines using Bitcoin. Um, and so, oh, yeah, it's just- it's,
1: so sorry. Through so silo, you could actually purchase Coca Cola through Bitcoin with with the wallet
0: itself. That's pretty neat.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, I'll let I'll let Dorian cover that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When he comes. Yeah. <laughs> but I, we thought it was we thought it was awesome. Um, and yeah. And it really that's caught crazy. our eye. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I I guess this would be a good time now to uh, shift over to I'm Token, and. Uh, you know, Dorian, maybe could you share a bit more details, you know, what kind of prompted the decision to integrate with Tezos?
3: Yeah, yeah, so I'm um, just, just for clarity. So I'm from the silo side um, Oh, on, on here. Uh, you, do you want to kick off with me or kick off with IOM with token?
0: Uh, let's kick off with Philip. We'll, we'll have to edit that. Yeah, we we'll it. Out. But yeah, okay,
1: so let, let's go on with Philip. Um, being from IOM token, uh, China based, would love to know more about you. Um, like, how, how did you end up uh, choosing Tezos? I mean, since like there's so many crypto wallets out there, and um, like, what what provides a unique aspect of of uh, I'm Token over the others?
4: Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess there are two questions, right? Um, the first one: what's what's I'm Token? Um, so we talked about it. Um, Marissa talked about it very briefly. Where Based out of Singapore and also mainland China, um, and we actually started in 2016, so pretty early in in uh, in blockchain terms and industry terms, right? And as um, you remember, we presented the first I'm talking at Ethereum DevCon in Shanghai in 2016, and from that we grew by a lot, just as the ecosystem grew a lot in China. And then 2018, we um, completely updated the app. Um, we basically released a completely new app. Um, what was only in Ethereum wallet earlier is now basically since that time a multi-chain wallet with uh, 12 different chains now, including Tezos, um, Bitcoin, Ethereum and others. And um, there is an integrated exchange, Decent Plus exchange in the wallet and a Dapp browser and lots of other features. Um, our user base is still largely Asian and largely Chinese, um, um, within Asia. Um, I'd say mostly because we started in China, right. And then it just grew and grew. Um, because if you still go to, if you go to any blockchain meetup right now in China, um, people would always know I'm token and they would always tell you, Oh, you're from I'm token. Um, I've been using I'm token for three years. Um, it's really, it's really, it's really, um, deeply rooted in that community. Um, we do focus a lot on two points, I'd say security and usability. So I think we are, we are going to have a look at the Tesla's wallet part later, but, um, I guess you'll see that it's, at least we try to make it very easy to use. Right. And I think that's, that's a huge benefit. And then. I think your second question basically is about Tezos. Um, what's the decision for Tezos? Um, I think we basically integrate what our users would like to have, right? So, I'm talking integrates Tezos because our users are asking for it. Um, and why are our users asking for it? I think there's a huge focus on proof of stake right now, right? We did integrate other proof of stake chains as well um and Tezos, i think is more and more looking into asia um i think marissa would confirm and we actually noticed that from the integration part um tesos apec gave us a huge support for te- um for the integration so shout out um thanks to marissa and the team um <laughs> nice. So there is, there is the ask from the user to, to have more um, Proof-of-Stake chains. And Tezos is obviously like um, one of the most important Proof-of-Stake chains out there. Um, and that's, I think, when we got in touch with Tezos. And then we had the support, um, and integration was super smooth.
1: Awesome. Can you actually share some statistics? Um... Uh, for, for, with, uh, on your wallet, specifically in the Asia area?
4: Yeah. So statistics in terms of users, I guess. Um, yeah, so we do have around a million monthly active users right now. Wow. Um, more than 70% should be mainland China. Right? So that's a huge focus. Um, which basically means um the second largest countries are like um, always changing, but I'd say something in Asia. Um, so that big part is Korea, Japan, Indonesia, for example, um, always changes a little bit. So there's Asian countries and then there's um, also US, um, Europe and um, yeah, other countries. Um, in terms of Tezos, I, I looked at the numbers. Um, so we integrated Tezos not too long ago and the interesting part about integrating, right, Tezos is not the first proof of stake chain we integrated, but um, the interesting part I find for proof of stake chains is with Tezos right now, we saw like lots of engagement in the first weeks. Um, I think That's... we had it, like 2% or almost 2% of stake of uh, baking traffic um, in I'm Token speaking of uh, 100% would be the whole whole network and we had wow. like 2%. and then it's slowly going down um yeah. because people are baking like they have like one transaction where they would stake um in any proof of stake chain and then it's interesting to see like um staking is not something you do every day right you hold it um it's a long term but that's just uh, in terms of numbers um pretty interesting yeah
1: yeah, it seems to be in line with like even Coinbase. If you actually look at Tesla's itself and you see the statistic of how many people how many days people are holding the token, it's actually one of the highest ones. I know a Bitcoin and Ethereum, of course, are always number one, but I think Tesla's up there with top five. I think around 45 day average where people hold their tokens. And I think that has to do with baking and um, just essentially parking your Tesla's there and letting you stake. And you don't have to actually move it or do anything because it's accumulating as you're participating in the network. But um, let, let, let's actually go through a walkthrough of your of, of, of your wallet. I'd love to see how in action I'm token and, and like how, easy, how friendly the, the actual uh, interface is.
4: Yeah, you, you can tell me. I can show you. You can tell me how friendly it looks to you. Um, yeah. I'd, I'd um, share my screen. So let's see. Yeah, there you go. Um, I keep it in that format, so I just pre-recorded um, like fifteen minutes ago. Um, okay, great. And I'll just show you the basic features that we have in I'm Token. Um, I actually just sent a transaction of XCC to my wallet, mm-hmm. um, and you can see the transaction details. That's in imtoken Token. Um, you get all the details right in the app, but there's also a link to Tesos Explorer. Um, that's cool. I see my balance. I see my address if I want to receive and to send, I can just swipe. So let's see how sending looks like. I'm sending is us, some um, usual interface, but what's interesting is there's an address book. Um, oh, that's that's cool. actually pretty convenient um so essentially
1: then you can just send it directly to a person that you saved in your address book rather than just typing in the address every time right
4: that's... right and that's not actually arthur's actual address um, yeah i'm sure it's not <laughs> or maybe it is but um <laughs> yeah i could just uh, send my total balance um i didn't and then the interesting Or before we look at staking here, um, if you want to receive some funds, a QR code address that you can copy, but let's look at staking because staking is built in into the wallet and I would see my balance and I would see my delegate balance. I haven't delegated yet, but I can click on any Baker, um, see the information and click on delegate to actually start baking. We do have our own I am Token baking node, and that's how I would delegate. It's just it's literally one click in the wallet. I didn't delegate um, to keep the video short. Let's go back to the wallet, and that's pretty much so, already it. So, I you just can
1: essentially delegate directly to I am Token. Yeah. Is that what it is?
4: Well, yeah, I'm talking baking notes, right? Okay, um, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have right. any plans to, um, to open
1: that up and choose other delegates in the ecosystem?
4: Um, again?
1: Oh, do you have any other plans to like open it up and being able to choose a different baker? Um, within oh, yeah. The, when the, oh, you can right there. Okay, great. Cool.
4: Right. You, we do. I think that's really important to us. Um, yeah. I, I think there are some wallets out there who have the strategy of um, they would offer you their own um, staking or baking node service Um, but it's really important to us i think and i'm talking we have the philosophy um the general philosophy the general idea to be open and um, transparent and if the user wants to choose a different baking note um, feel free to choose it right Um, Mm -hmm. we always want to give you that option and i think in there's one more feature that i didn't show Um, obviously there's a browser. And in the dev browser, you can also buy Tezos, um, which is what I just did 20 minutes ago because I noticed I didn't have any Tezos yet in my test wallet, um, which is really convenient um, because yeah. it's right within the wallet.
1: And can you um, buy with a credit card?
4: Um, I didn't test it. So what I did was I, I bought with um, with another crypto.
1: Oh,
4: but the thing is with the Dapp browser, um, you can use pretty much any service, right? And there's some services that make it super simple to buy crypto to crypto at least because they um, they fetch your wallet address. They fetch your wallet address. So you don't need, even need to enter it um, manually, but they would fetch your address um, and it's just literally one click. Again, that browser, it's also the same philosophy you have all. I think we have a couple of hundred apps, um, so you can pretty much. And you can enter any URL. It's like a browser uh, you can nice. enter any website you want. Um, so uh, convenient. Very cool. How, how do you like it?
1: Well, it looks awesome. It looks I like the how you can swipe. <laughs> in. And yeah, I also like how you can just choose the baker very conveniently. <laughs> Are you actually familiar with um, the Kukai wallet?
4: Not too familiar. I know it. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. So some cool features. You can actually um, do a direct auth where you can send people NFTs or tokens through Twitter or Facebook. And that might be a cool feature to consider in the future, if that's on your roadmap or not. But it makes it very easy to um, send transactions. It looks awesome.
4: Thanks.
0: Yeah, I guess uh, one other thing uh, to add. Is there any DeFi strategy that you all are considering, Philip? I, I think it was mentioned that you're working on TokenLon DEX, I believe.
4: Right. So TokenLon DEX is um, it's kind of a spin-off out of I'm Token, um, but it's integrated within I'm Token, the, the app. And it's funny that you ask because... DeFi is most of what's happening in in blockchain right now. Absolutely. Like, if you have a strategy, you basically have a DeFi strategy, I guess. Um, But I'd say, yeah, you could also define baking as DeFi, is it? Um, You earn some yield on your stake tokens. Um, So I would say both is part of it. Baking is really important, or staking in general. So not only with Tezos. But in general, every time we integrate some proof of stake chain, we add the staking feature. Um, We did it with all the proof of stake chains. Um, And the same for Ethereum, um, which is slowly starting to have some proof of stake features. Um, And we might be the first wallet that is actually building, um, bringing out some, I think it's not public yet, but we are going to release... Um, or maybe already have released at this time, um, a feature to, to, um, generate eth two wallets wallet uh, address and key pairs in, inside your, inside your app, inside your mobile app. Um, so staking in general is a big topic, um, DeFi in general, we do have the dev browser and we recently just um, integrated a hundred more devs. But pretty much every time there is some interesting dApp, we integrate it into I'm token, which just means we add the URL and a nice icon and people are able to search for the name in the DAP browser. But if there's any dab, you can use it already in I'm token. It's just like a browser, you type in the URL. But what's really important to us is to actually support devs. Sometimes um, there, is, there would be some bug um with the mobile wallet. So we contact the DApp, um any depth, not only DeFi, and fix it and help it help them to fix it. Um so that's the second part of DeFi strategy, I'd say. Um but then DeFi in general. Um we write a lot of content about DeFi. Um I think lots of tutorials how to use DApps. Um So it's, it's a huge focus. And I would say it's, um, when I think about like, is there any other focus? Like, do we have any, do we have any other dev focus right now? I don't know. Like recently is NFTs, um, but what we have had like a year ago or two years ago, um, there's all categories that are completely gone. Um, so it's mostly DeFi right now. So DeFi strategy. Yeah. We do have it.
0: Right. And it's kind of been this trend. You know, I, I think at one point, maybe 2019, 2020 ish, early, you know, the the whole buzz was kind of STOs. And, you know, we've seen that kind of die off a bit into DeFi and obviously within Tezos NFTs. I, I don't know if you're familiar with Hicket Nunk, I believe, here and now, but we're, we're definitely seeing a lot of stuff start to spring up around that within uh, the ecosystem. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I guess before we wrap up, um, are there any other expected releases that we can see from you all in the near future?
4: Yeah, so we talked a lot about DeFi, uh, staking. I think a huge focus in general is layer 2s, so we, mm-hmm. I mean, we just talked about um, the use cases that are not in focus right now. Probably also because um, most of the dApps that people use in I'm talking are on Ethereum, but then Ethereum is becoming harder to use or more expensive to use the more users, right? And the more successful it becomes, which is kind of interesting. Um, so a huge focus is um, for example, um, supporting dApps from other chains, right, supporting dApps from new chains. And that's, I think, also why we, uh, the Tesla's integration it was really interesting. Um, new chains, new, new chances, but um, layer twos, um, same, same idea. Layer twos are really important. I think that's, it has been a huge focus of us um, in the last weeks. So we, we added, we already started supporting custom um, remote node connections, um, something that MetaMask also recently released. Um, So you can, for example, use some layer tools. But you can also use um, lots of those new chains that people are using those uh, centralized chains like uh, Binance Smart Chain and Heco. Um, I think that's what um, lots of users were asking for. But then also, um, we recently just released native support for CK sync layer two, um, which I think will be a huge new focus in general. Um, besides, besides new chains, besides new blockchains. So layer two, um, and then the. What I'm personally really interested in is, I think, the decentralized exchange, um, so Token Loan, which is in I'm Token. Um, they're adding lots of tokens. And outside of I'm Token, there will be more and more DeFi dApps, I guess, still. So that's going to stay a focus, having to um, make those dApps work for our users, um, publish tutorials, push dApps that are interesting to the Chinese market, um, yeah. Sounds exciting. It is.
1: But, but yeah, um, that's, it sounds great, but let's let's also introduce it, Doreen into this, uh, into the podcast and actually get his perspective and see what his wallet's like as well. So Doreen, you represent Silo, so um, I would love to know more about your background and um, and more about silo and why did you choose Tezos to integrate it?
3: Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, I I probably came from a slightly different um, bent. Um, so my background is in um, communications technologies. Um, so like I actually um, we've been working on silo for the better part um, of uh, of half a decade now. Um, we we started off coming from the point of view of trying to solve the, the data privacy issue. Um, You see with mainstream messengers and uh, mainstream platforms, Um, my background was in um, digital consulting where I got a really good insight um, into uh, helping businesses market through the Facebooks of the world, but also seeing just how much was going on in the background in terms of data capture and harvesting. Um, So we embarked on a bit of a mission with Silo to launch a um, a decentralized communications platform. Um, And we launched our version one in early 2017, Uh, but then as blockchain started emerging more um, towards late 2017, uh, we saw the opportunity to integrate value exchange and digital assets into a messenger style experience. Um, So that's what we've been building out on the protocol layer for the last few years. Um, And we've launched the Silo Smart Wallet on our communications protocol, uh, which is in a nutshell, think of it like a private messenger combined with a crypto wallet um, from that point of view. But it's... From the ground up, decentralized. Um, a, a lot of R and D's gone into lot of those components um, on that side, um, and we've we put out our our first um, version of the smart wallet in late 2019, um, and we've had a, a good amount of pickup. Um, so we've got users across more than sixty countries now. Uh, I've had a lot of adoption um, throughout Asia, um, in particular, um, in Indonesia, Malaysia, Philippines, um, Japan, um, and India, um, being sort of very hot areas of interest. Um, but we've also had sort of usage throughout um, Australasia because we're, we're a New Zealand-based company, um, so like Australia and New Zealand, um, and then also spatterings throughout Europe um, on that side as well, which is pretty cool. Um, but we, we were getting um, usage um, pick up, and we actually, where this came from in terms of looking to work with Tezos was we started getting pings from our users um, to add to our SDZ support because uh, we, we just had Bitcoin and Ethereum ERC-20 support in the wallet um, and you know we kept getting um, tapped on the shoulder, going, "Hey, add the support, add the support." So we reached out to the, the TZ APAC team, and it was um, it was awesome. Um, we had a really good engagement. Um, they sort of helped us every step of the way, and we worked out a bit of a game plan to bring in um, Xtz functionality into the wallet. Um, so we positioned ourselves as a multi-chain, non-custodial wallet, uh, where we just bring in um, you know additional functionalities and additional chains as makes sense. Um, so we worked pretty close with the TZ APAC team, and over the last. Um, six months, uh, we've built out and launched XTZ support in the wallet. Um, we've launched the ability to purchase XTZ using um, using bank cards, and we've also launched Tezos baking directly within um, the app UX, uh, which is uh, which is pretty cool. But it's been a been an awesome experience working with the TZ APAC team, um, sort of every step of the way. And I think we're going to keep working um, together. We've got some sort of evolving conversations on what comes next. Um, that, um, site as well um but I, I mean i can in terms of the application i can actually throw it up on screen now and do a bit of a walkthrough as we're talking through it it might be good visual aid it
1: yeah, would be awesome let's see let's check it out yeah sweet so during what, what's the adoption been like in asia since you've launched on uh since you launched those...
3: cool i'm just checking you guys see my screen there yep yep Cool. Um, yeah, so it's it's been pretty good, um, pretty good. So the the baking functionality is pretty new. I think we pushed that out about a month ago, um, but we're seeing seeing relatively good pickups. So we're doing some specific promotions around that to try and target the the Tezos community um, to get more adoption. Um, but the the numbers that are flowing in and people adding Xtz to the wallets and engaging with the baking features is is slowly starting to pick up, uh, which is really awesome to see because um, our positioning, um, you know, very much is. We've got two different angles Um, from our application. Obviously, we've got the existing cryptocurrency users that have assets, and we're looking to give them more ways to use those assets or get use out of those assets. Um, But we also have a a bent towards the private communication side uh, for people looking to adopt um, a a, a more secure, more private messenger um, from a data privacy standpoint. Um, And then they sort of converge in the middle in terms of the the overlap between the features. Um, But as you can see here, it's sort of a... Yep. Uh, messenger style format um you can add and chat with your contacts um and the bottom here we've also got um, a wallet uh, which you can
1: well oh, that's cool so that, that's actually the wallet itself it's i thought it was your conversation window like apple messages yeah. or google but that's crazy so it's then, it's a conversational um, style wallet. we've
3: got these two independently um so as you can yeah. see here we've got uh so we've got four blockchains in here we've got SenSnet which is a Australasian based chain we work with um tezos which we've integrated um, and then we've got Ethereum in the rc 20s and then Bitcoin at the top there as well. Um, if I cool. go into Tezos, uh, you can see within there, we've actually just added the crypto tracker functionality in there. Um, mm-hmm. We can actually uh, monitor the pricing directly in the app, which is quite cool to sort of say going out to CMC. Um, and we've also got the Tezos Baking Live there, as you can see in the earnings. Um, so when a user first gets in and adds XTZ to their wallet, um, they can actually just activate the earning mechanism. Um, and it's sort of just a one-tap process. And then once you've opened it up, um, then you just get this, this dashboard, which sort of shows you the ongoing balance and interest um, um, that you'll be earning on the balances. Um, but the, the cool piece in regards to that um, is in relation to the fact that um, you don't have to lock up the funds. Um, so any balance that's sitting in your wallet is, is freely movable, um, and it just calculates based on the balance that's sitting there over periods of time um from that piece uh, which is um which is quite cool
1: yeah
3: um in terms of the overall functionality platform um in the uh similar to im token we've also got a dap browser but that's only on um, android um, mm-hmm. because of the, the app store terms and conditions which is an interesting one um, so we're trying to find a way to offer that um that functionality to our users as well um, but in terms of the XCZ functionality also if you go within a context of a chat um you can send directly within um Chat like a message, um, so it sort of saves having a, to remember and bang in the um, the long form public uh, public addresses. Um, so I can just tap the um, icon here, hit send, um, select a particular currency, um, and then you just specify the amount and send it in there. Um, so
1: Looks uh, awesome. It Reminds me of Venmo. I'm not if you ever used it, but in the states, um, you can actually just kind of send 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 money, people, uh, money to people just just through a conversation and just through a message and it's very, yeah,
3: social. so that's, that's very much where we've been focusing um, in yeah. terms of being a really easy, straightforward UX um, within the application there as well. Um, might be some slight delays here because I'm actually screen sharing to the Mac and then the Mac screen share to, to the streaming platform here. But <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, no totally. Um,
3: and then yeah. within the transaction, obviously, you can pop through um, and then go through, which links through to, to the XTZ Explorer um, or whatever other chain you're using um, for the confirmations, which is quite cool. Um, but yeah, that's sort of like an overall um, picture on it. Um, you know, our, our focus is very much on accessing the, um, the bridge. Um, so, you know, we're going after the, those 95% of mainstream messenger users that aren't in crypto yet, but we're also providing an easy way for um, main uh, crypto users to get their friends um, and, uh, you know, family and associates into crypto by sort of just sending them a message uh, with some assets to, to get them rolling on that site. Um, and then, obviously, uh, Marissa mentioned the Coke BTC stuff, um, which we mm-hmm. launched last year, uh, which was quite interesting. That was a partnership between us, a New Zealand company called Centra Pay, and um, uh, Coca-Cola Amateur, which is the Australasian um, Coca-Cola arm. And what we yep. launched was the ability to purchase any products from their smart vending machines. Um, mm-hmm. it, I think it was around 4,000 across New Zealand and Australia um, using Bitcoin. Um, And that was sort of the first proof of concept obviously bitcoin you know isn't practically the best currency to use for Mm -hmm. small purchases like that Um, but it was sort of necessary to get coke across the line because it was the major known asset Um, we're now sort of working in the background to develop custom assets that actually represent specific products of theirs, um, which is quite cool it's sort of a bridge between the digital asset and the nft world um, from that point of view uh, which is pretty cool
1: wow is is there any plans to like just open it up not and basically buy Coke uh, using different assets like Tezos or Ethereum rather than just only using Bitcoin.
3: Yeah. So interestingly enough, um, you know, they were quite reserved until we launched the BTC stuff, but they saw that went well. People liked it um, and it went successfully. Now we're having active conversations with them about sort of where it can go and how they can sort of get more invested um, and go go all in around um, more customized features, um, which is yeah pretty cool. So we're excited about where that could end up going.
1: How long was the process of actually getting Coke on board and being able to do that? Because I, I can't imagine a company of that size being very open and there's probably a ton of bureaucracy to go through to actually get that approved.
3: Big time. So that um, that was actually, uh, we worked with uh, with Centropay pretty closely on this. Um, so the founder of Centropay, he, he actually founded one of the largest traditional payment networks in the country. Um, so mm-hmm. we had previous relationships based on that, and you started the conversations, but the whole process probably took us 12 months to get to the point wow. where they were comfortable launching a campaign. Um, so it's quite quite a long burn on that stuff, yeah, for sure.
1: Nice. Great. Um, I mean, is there anything in terms of a future roadmap or any features, that, future releases that you want to implement into Silo before we wrap yeah, yeah. up there?
3: Um, I actually just pulled up a roadmap before. Our team's just updated it. Um, So there's a few things on the roadmap, but we're focusing a lot um, sort of over over the next quarter around um, getting in some really cool NFT integrations into the wallet. Um, So obviously a a piece people are really interested in is more visual representations of NFT support uh, within wallets. Um, So we're we're taking a very visual approach to adding those, and we should have some stuff there launched um, before the quarter's out, um, which is pretty exciting. Um, how side, would that
1: work I mean, so essentially you can actually have nfts in the wallet and be able to send it to people
3: yeah and have the visual representation you can almost be interacting with them like stickers like you would in like telegram
1: oh very cool wow
3: um, which is quite cool yeah. there's some cool concepts our designers are playing around with at the moment um, yeah. which is pretty exciting um and the one other piece we're working on it as well is nft based permission groups um mm-hmm. so it's almost segmenting off um and if you hold a particular asset um, that gives you permission to participate and interact in certain groups uh, with different individuals. So we can sort of create communities around particular assets, uh, yeah. which is uh, quite an interesting concept with our, yeah, we've had quite a few requests uh, for something in that area as well. I'm um, sort of exploring yeah. that at the moment.
1: Um, cool. Well, yeah. not, not to put you in the spot, but I'm, I'm hoping that you guys choose Tesla's to mention clean AFTs. <laughs> oh, no, definitely <laughs> that's sort of
3: something we're talking with you, uh the ATZ, team and sort of best approach for how we go about that stuff as well.
1: Nice. Great. Well, I mean that's super interesting, Dorian. Man, they thanks for um diving into your app and actually showing, um, what how Silo works in Asia. And it's awesome that you can actually even purchase Coke with Bitcoin. And and Philip, man, I'm Token is obviously a giant wallet, um, probably one of the largest Ethereum wallets from correct in the world, which is which is really cool. We can wrap up the show here, um, Marissa. Any last words uh, in terms of TZA pack and? And what you guys' future
2: goals? Um, I mean, our you know our primary mandate is obviously to support uh, anyone who really wants to build on the ecosystem, right? So I would just, you know, I would just say that um, if there's anyone who's currently listening who wants to reach out to the TZAPAC team, you know, just drop me an email. Um, it's Marissa at tzapac.com, or you can hit us up at reachout at tezos.com. And, um, you know, we'll do whatever we can to assist and support.
1: Awesome. I guess we can uh, end the show here. Thanks, everyone. Philip, Dorian, Marissa for joining us. And uh, we look forward to you guys' product developments. And we look forward to more of a Tuesday pack and and diving into the work that you guys have been doing. Sounds like you guys have been doing an awesome job so far. Awesome. Thanks, Thanks, guys. Appreciate the time. Thank you. Thanks. Yep. Thank you.